Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. All this COVID and everything that's went on, it's been a long time, you know, that we've, we've drifted off. It's, so, it's been so easy. We've had all these excuses to drift off, drift off, and not going on visitation, not doing all this stuff because we weren't allowed to, amen? But what's holding you back, amen? So tonight I want to talk about coming on home. It's going to be in uh, Luke chapter number 15, the, the prodigal son. I think it's one of the most, it's, it's one of the most, you know, recognizable scriptures in the Bible, I think, for me at least, you know, it's something I've heard a lot on, um, but I just want to, you know, just preach on the subject of just coming, coming back, coming back to the Father, and how to recover after, I, I'll say failure, I don't think failure is the word I was looking for, but it's after a setback, amen, uh, well, we all have those days, sometimes even months, you know, where we just, we just come back, and it's like we come to church, and we're at church, like we're in our spots, and we're at church like we should be, you know, but we're just like sitting on the pew. We're just going through the motions. We're doing what we need to be doing for the Lord, amen. But it's, we're doing it out of religion, amen. It's not out of relationship. We're doing it out of religion. It's our just religious thing, you know. But whatever the case may be, we've all had those times in our lives, the circumstances, they put a hold on us, amen. And they've allowed me to put, I've had the same circumstances in my life recently. You know, we've had things going on that I just thought I had it all figured out, amen. And God just showed us something else. But I let, I let Satan get to my mind and tell me, hey, help me put that wedge in between me. We can't do that. And I had to learn myself, you know, how to come back home, amen. And I, I'm thankful for the men in this church that's invested so much time into me to help me, amen, same thing. But uh, in Luke 15, it's a, it's a prodigal son. I love this story so much, y'all. It reminds me of myself. I see myself in it a lot of times. I'm sure a lot of other people can too. But verse number 11 says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have his belly filled with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. And I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. I'm thankful for that. Amen. And the son said unto, his, unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the fattest, bring, bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. 
For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Let us pray. Lord, I love you, God, and I thank you for all you've given us, God. I thank you for this church, Lord. I thank you for what it means to me, God. I'm asking that you be with me tonight, Lord. Lord, I'm asking that you just calm my nerves. You'll hide me behind the cross, Lord. Lord, just let know these words, God, fall to the ground, Lord. But let it not be me up here but you, Lord. Just anybody in this building, God, that may not know you, I'm asking that today will be the day of salvation. Lord, I love you and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's a couple things I noticed, y'all, about coming back to the Father. And if we can follow these steps that's found right here in Luke 15, I think that we can do that. The first thing I noticed is this, this boy, he reached rock bottom. Verse number 16 says, And he would fain have his belly, he was fain filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. Y'all, he failed. He had squandered everything that he had. Have you ever been in this place in your life? Maybe not physically, but maybe emotionally, maybe a relationship. You know, there's, I can tell you, there's been one or two times. I'm, I'm, I got a hard head, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm a slow learner, I think, because I've been in this place more than once, amen, even since I've been saved. But we've all, we've all been in this situation. But when, when we're at our weakest, that's when he can be strongest, amen. That's when we, can, when we can show himself. When we got all of us in here just boasting ourselves up, it ain't much of God to be seen. But when we're at our weakest, y'all, he can, he can be shown. When I, it's the, old, the cheesiest thing I could say at this moment, but it's, I feel like it's fitting. When, we're, when, we're, when you're at rack bottom, you can only look up, amen? But it's failure. It was uncomplicated. Verse number, 12, verse number 13 and 14 says, And not many days after, the younger of the son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began... He began to be in want. I'm sure he didn't plan on that famine, amen? When we rely on our own will, we're always, we always think we got it all figured out. I know I do, y'all. This time I'm so prideful, I'm, I don't know how I fit my head through them doors back there. But we have, but we, we're just thinking, like, I got this, God. That's what we're saying to him. We, we don't need you, God. We got our own plan, amen? There's things that I've went through in my own life, y'all, where it's like, God, I know better. You know, I, not really I don't think I know better. I'm not trying to be prideful in that way, but it's the sense that as a man, I feel like I should, I should be the leader of my household. I should be the one trying to figure this out, amen? That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be going after the will of God in our life, amen? So we don't, we don't always expect for the, for the plans that we've made to fall at our feet, but let me tell you something. They can and they will, amen? There's most times, you go ahead and make a plan, but it's going, you might as well have a backup plan and a backup plan and a backup plan, amen, because it's, going, it's one thing about it, it will fall. My family and I, we've experienced this lately. You know, I thought I had my whole life figured out. You know, I thought I was straight slap dab in the, middle of God, in the middle of God's will. But he had another plan for me, and he shut that door, and he shut it quick, amen. But those times, that's the times in our life that we'll reach when we're what we think is at our, at our rock bottom, you know, because of that situation, that brought us here. That brought us here, and we're probably the happiest we've ever been at a church, amen? And that become, because of what I thought at the time, I thought I was just the biggest failure. And now I get to be somewhere where I, I don't feel like I'm having to serve God. I feel like, you know, like he's talking about serving. I don't feel like I got to serve. I want to serve, amen? That's how I think we all should be. But his failure, it was, it, was it was unclean. Wait, what did I say? I'm sorry. His failure was, un, it was, un, it was uncomplicated, but his failure was unclean. Verse number 15 to 16 says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. 
and he would fain have his belly filled with, with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. This man was a Jew, y'all. This was, he couldn't have not gotten a more unclean job than feeding the swine. As a Jew, that's the nastiest thing you could do, amen? As a, as a Christian, as a, you know, that's the nastiest thing I can do. I remember my pops had hogs when I was growing up, and that was some nasty stuff, amen? I love bacon, but, man, I don't want to be around no wild old hogs in a pen, okay? <laughs> but there's, there's, been, there's been times in my life where, I, where I've thought I was laid up with the hogs, amen? There's been a lot of times in my life where instead of being at the table with the father, I was laid up with the hogs somewhere, amen? But I'm glad I'm not there tonight. Has, has anyone ever had hogs? Like I said earlier, it was just, it's just nasty. His failure was unclean. This was the most unclean thing, not only because it was just nasty with the hogs, but just as a Jew with the swine, it was just, it was, it was unclean. His failure, it was, it was uncomplicated. It was easy. It was unaccompanied. And he would fain have his belly filled with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. There's no more of a lonely place than that rock bottom, amen? But I believe it's at, it's at that moment of our life when we're so alone that all the distractions start to leave us, and that's when we can find God, amen? When we're at rock bottom and we think we have nothing else. There's so many times, you know, that we're in that pit. That's when our faith is strengthened because God's going to bring you out of it, amen? You may not, you know, we hear so much, oh, God won't put you through nothing you can't handle. That's a lie, you know, but he, he's going to be with you there, right? There's been so many times in the Bible where, where there was situations that felt like we just had rock bottom, and God took that, and he made someone's life better from it. Look at Joseph. Look at David. Look at the three Hebrew boys. Look at Daniel. And all the things that Jesus did with the disciples, it was over and over and over. We could go on all night about the times in the Bible where Jesus took what looked like the end and made it a new beginning. Amen. So let me, let me tell you something today, friend. Just because you're in a pit, just because you're in rock bottom, just because, just because you feel like you're all alone, y'all, God ain't done with you yet. Amen? So if you reach rock bottom, are, are you heading that way? Have you, can you just remember a time? Amen? So number one, we must reach rock bottom. Number two, we must recognize who we are. Verse number 17 says, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants? Of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. He forgot who he was. Verse number 17 says, And when he came to himself, sometimes in the mix of the stress and the chaos, we forget who we are. We forget that we're child, we're, we're a son or a daughter of the king. Amen. God may, God may just send something into your life to remind you of that sometimes. Amen. This is my favorite part of this whole thing. It says, and when he came to himself, y'all, and when he came to himself, I sure am glad that on October 22nd, 2014, I came to myself, amen. I'm thankful that even though I fail God daily, I'm thankful that he, he has enough grace to give me that time to come to myself, amen. That he may send something my way to make me come to myself, but he, makes, he, he has the grace to let me come to myself, amen. I'm glad that even though I'm just an old sinner, that he sent his only son to die on the cross for me. Amen? Even though he knew I was going to fail him. He knew everything that I was going to do before I did it. Amen? But he still loved me enough to send his, his only begotten son to die for me. And I believe that that was a personal thing. I believe he died for Christopher Hilton. Amen? 
He forgot who he was. He forgot that he was, a, he was no servant. He was a son, amen? Sin had robbed the son of his dignity. It had robbed the son of his self-respect, of his good name, of his purity, of his good conscience, of his happy home. When we forget who we are, we rob ourselves of the blessings that God has given us. The lifestyle that the world is showing us, y'all, and I see this in our young people's lives, the lifestyle that the world is trying to show us is cool, you know, it's robbing us. It's robbing our children. It's robbing our this younger generation, y'all. And it's not just our younger generation anymore. It's, the, it's my generation, too, amen? I don't think I'm young, but I ain't that old yet. You know, <laughs> but remember, friend, it don't have to be that way, amen? Don't, don't rob yourself of the blessings of God trying to be cool for right now because these things that are right now is not going to be here in 100 years. Nothing that you think is cool right now. Look at the people... I can look at, you guys grew up in the 80s, how y'all thought all this stuff was cool. It ain't ain't cool no more. Amen? But the same, hey look, I grew up in the 2000s, some of the things I thought I was cool, I look back on and I'm like, man, I was an idiot. You know, you're looking at a guy that once had dreads, okay? (laughs) But I thought I was cool. So get, if, if nothing else teaches you not to fall into the lifestyle of this generation, that should tell you right there. Amen? I'm sorry. Sorry. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> Let me move on. So do, do you know who you are in Christ? He had forgotten who he was, but then he began to focus on his father. The whole rest of the chapter, he talks about the Father. He never looks back, amen. He never looked back on what, what, that, what that failure, on that setback that had happened. Amen. And that's what we need to do. Even though we've had all this stuff happen the last two years, you can, you can look at this church right now and see that we're on the, back on the uphill, uphill climb, amen. And we, we can't look back on these last two years. We can't look back on every time somebody has a sniffles, lock all the doors, don't let nobody in, amen. We have to... Be careful, but we also have to go forward for the Lord, amen. But I remember hearing someone say one time that there's a reason that the windshield is so big and the rearview mirror is so small, amen. I, I know that's another one of them corny little things, but I think it's important, to look, it's important for us to remember where God brought us from. You know, I, I'm not real proud of my testimony, but I think it's important that I know, that I remember where I came from and who he saved me from, Amen. But I know if I focus on that past too much, y'all, that is, I, you look, if you drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to end up in a ditch somewhere, amen? And I believe the same thing for us now. We have to look forward to the future, amen? That's what, this, that's what the son did, y'all. He never looked back. There's never a time back in this, in this passage of Scripture right here where he talks about he goes back, amen? So notice that at this time he was seeking help in a far country. Instead of seeking help from the Father. Today we got so many people that seek, trying to seek help from something that's not the Father. Amen. We're, seek, we're trying to seek help in a far country instead of trying to seek help into this right here. Amen. Right here. This is the only, this is the only help that we need. Amen. It's the only. You want a self-help book? We've got a self-help book right here. The King James Version. Amen. That's all you need. So he, he began to find himself humble. That's the next thing, y'all. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. 
He's come a long way from the days of demanding his inheritance, hasn't he? That old boy, he, he done been through it. The days of righteous livings were over, y'all. He done went from living high on the hog to living with them, amen? It don't take much to put us back in a place to humble us, y'all. We, 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 can, we can live our life like we, that there ain't no God all we want, but he can show us real quick, amen? We have to remember who we are. Sometimes it just takes hitting rock bottom. So can you see the reality of where you are right now? So number one, I noticed that he hit a rock bottom. Number two, he recognized the reality of who he was. But number three, we must return and repent. Verse number 18 says, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He took action, y'all. When we repent, we, we, we all think so much that we can just live our life how we want to. We can drink on Saturday night, come to church on Sunday morning, be okay. Just say, Lord, forgive me, and that's it. But it's more than that. That's not what repent means. Amen? Repent means to turn from your sin. Amen? It don't mean that we can just do whatever we want. We're, we're children of the king. Amen? We can't just do whatever we want anymore. We're here to do his will. Rabbit trail. Verse number 20 says, And he arose and came to his father. We all usually know how to fix our problems. Most of them are right here in the word of God. We're all going to face a failure or a setback one day. Amen? But if, if, you're, not, if you're not doing it already... But God shows us, he shows us what we need to do right here in his word, amen. All the answers we need right here, we just have to take. If, I just encourage anybody, if you ain't already doing it, and I know most people here are, just take 30 minutes out of your day, just read the Bible. Just read one verse a day, it'll help you better than not read nothing at all, amen. Number B, I noticed that he turned away. Nowhere does it say that he, he went to that citizen, hey, look, I, I know I came over here to work for you in the fields, and I was feeding your hogs. I know I've been doing a pretty good job. You've been paying me okay, I guess. He said, but I'm going to have to leave. I'm going to give you this two weeks' notice. And then two weeks, I'm going to go back. It don't say that. He didn't give this old boy two weeks' notice. He, went, he turned away and went straight back. Amen? He didn't ask permission. He didn't give a two weeks' notice. He, he, turned from his, he turned from this setback and he moved forward with his life. He didn't dwell on it. He took action and he turned away. The last thing I noticed is he was, he was taken back as a son. Verse number 20 says, And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattest cows and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. His father took him back as as nothing had happened. He was expecting to come back and get a good old whooping. You know, I, I remember going up, my, pop, my papa pretty much raised me. And I remember there was times I knew I did something. I knew it was going to be bad. But I will try to wait. I try to, he, he drove a truck, had to get up at 3 in the morning. So he... I'll try to get in there you know, real late. Guess what? He was sitting on the old front porch waiting on me. I knew what was coming. And that's what I, I, he was expecting to come back and have to live as a servant. But he didn't get that old whooping, not right then anyways. Amen. He, he come back and it was like nothing had ever happened. His father, I do want to point this out, that his father never went chasing him. His father wasn't begging for him to come back. Amen. His father let him go out 
and lived that and learned that lesson. Amen? But all it, all it took was for that young man to come back and repent. And the father took him back like nothing happened at all. The same applies to us when we're coming back. As long, as long as we truly repent and we come back to him, I'm not saying, Lord, please forgive me my sins, and then the next day I do the same thing. We have to truly repent, y'all. If we, if we want to do something for the Lord as a church, as a congregation, if we want to do something, if we want to be a light in this community, we're going to have to be truly repentant. Amen? But maybe and hopefully we're all where we need to be with God. And most days, you know, most days I think I'm not exactly where I should be in my walk with Christ. Amen? We've, I'm a human. I fail him every day. But I thank God that he gives me another chance. And he takes, that he takes me back every time. Amen? So if you hit rock bottom, can you truly recognize the failure that's facing you? Can you truly recognize the setback? Can you recognize where we are right now, you know, not only as an internal. I, I think that I, I wrote this, you know, as internal, but it could be as a church too. Where are we as a church right now? Amen. We need, to, we, we need to turn back to the Father. And I think that, I don't mean just as Victory Baptist Church. I mean as the church. Amen. We need to, we need to quit shutting the doors and start opening them up. I, I thank God for that visitation. I know some folks don't believe in door knocking anymore, but I, I believe in it 100%. I'm, I, I was so happy to hear when the fellas went out and started knocking on the doors again. Amen. That's, that's how we get folks into this church. That's how we get folks they may, not, they may not come to Victory Baptist Church, but that, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear the gospel, amen? That's what's important. But this message, it may not apply to you right now. And I feel like maybe if nobody else got it, I think maybe I was preaching to myself tonight, amen? But later on in the parable, he talks about the other son. Well, the, other, the older son, he was a little jealous, you know, because it's the son that was here the whole time, you know? This is the son, maybe the son... This may be the church member that's been faithful every Sunday since the pandemic happened, and they ain't missed a beat. They ain't quit tithing. But look, if you got some more people come back, that ain't been right. You know they ain't right. We got to take them back like nothing happened. If the Father care for giving, we can too. Amen? I can be mean. It's okay. Y'all be mad at me as long as you ain't mad at Brother Steve. <laughs> so are you embracing... Your repentant brothers. I'm not saying just bring them in like nothing happened. It's okay, baby, if they're still in sin. But if they're repentant, bring them back into the fold. Amen? So uh, let's not be that brother, y'all. And if, that, if you're here, if you're in that spot, just know all you got to do is turn back. All you got to do is turn back. Amen? If you, and maybe, maybe it may be a situation where you maybe have never known the Father. It may be a, there may be a situation that there's many people in this room, there's probably somebody that ain't never. I, if you come to me, I can show you not what a Baptist says. There's not just me, there's a many men in this church, many men and women in this church. I can show you not what a Baptist says, not what a denomination says. They can tell you what the Bible says about what you need to know to know that Father. Amen. But I appreciate the opportunity to be up here again, Brother Steve. Amen. Let's come back to the Father. Amen.